Hey you guys, welcome back to another episode of Keep Calm and Homeschool On. Now I do promise that this episode is going to be better than the last one because I have notes. And actually, my notes are so incredibly disjointed, but yet they're on paper, which is 10 million steps higher than what they normally are. Therefore, I'm gonna take a picture of these notes and I'm gonna post it on my blog. So you're gonna wanna go check out what my brain actually looks like when I say I organize my thoughts. As I was thinking about what I want to podcast about today, I just have so many thoughts in my head. I have so many tangents I can go on. And every single time I think of a new thing, I think, man, I just feel like I've been there, done that before. But I guess I'm at this point where I've been podcasting long enough that I'm just going to start re-hitting those same things that I've talked about because I'm a different person now. And so today's episode, the title that I am actually going to name it is The Real Homeschoolers of North America. Okay, it's like those shows, The Real Housewives. I've never watched that show. But I do know that there is something with reality of of homeschooling what it actually looks like versus the picture that we all put out there and that is really what I think the the biggest thing that I ever get people coming to me about is is why doesn't my homeschool not look like this because let's talk about real today so either people come to me and say you know how do I know I'm doing enough or How do you do it all? And you know what, you guys, we're just going to jam those together into one massive podcast because the reality is these are the same thing. They're the same thing. You're asking me the same question. You're asking, how can I have the picture that everybody says I'm supposed to have? So that is the topic of today's podcast episode. Definitely, absolutely, 100% need coffee, tea, something hot. You know what? If it's late at night that you are listening to this, hot chocolate is a fantastic alternative. Sugar, okay? It goes a long ways in just making you feel a little better while you listen to real life because real life is just not actually super packaged pretty, is it? It's a little bit messy. Um, So uh, yeah, I could say so many things, but I'm just going to stop. I'm going to say welcome to this episode and we're going to dig right in. Before I begin, you guys, I feel like you can already tell from the level of intensity of the way I'm talking and how fast I'm talking. If you have listened to my podcast for any length of time, that this is slightly a rant post. But the reason that I want to just kind of before we begin do this little disclaimer is because I want you to know that no matter where you identify in what I'm going to be talking about today, that there is no judgment from me. Now, there is judgment from pretty much everyone around you. Ten other people listening to this podcast would absolutely judge you just like they're absolutely going to judge me. This is real life. This is humanity. This is the broken world that we live in. But you have to know that when I am talking, when I am sharing these stories, I have been in your shoes. I have been doing this long enough that I have had the expectations. I have failed the expectations. I've done that cycle about 25 times because I'm super, super stubborn and obviously don't learn very easily and have arrived way over here in this more relaxed zone that now will be a judgment zone for me. So I understand where you're at and I want you to know that this is coming from a place of love and grace because my goodness, I need grace. And so I hope that um, you absolutely, if nothing else, you feel at home here. You do not feel judged here. And if nothing else, you guys, if nothing else, if you walk away from here and you're like, I can't relate to one thing Rebecca said today, if nothing else, you can walk away from here saying, well, I feel better about my homeschool now. And let that be my legacy. Let that be what I pass on is that you feel better about it. And yeah, well, I may still have that question, am I doing enough? But I know I'm doing more than Rebecca is. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> so that's something, right? We're going to take that. We're just going to take that as a hashtag nailed it win moment. Okay, so real homeschoolers of North America. Now, again, I can't speak for every homeschooler out there. You guys, I was homeschooled. I have grown up in the homeschool world. I have seen the homeschool moms. I've seen so many different types of homeschool families from the, the skirts and the, the you know, to, to my family, which was like jeans and whatever we could find and who knew if it fit us and anyways, whatever. I, I'm going to get myself in trouble. Let's narrow this down. Focus, focus. Rebecca. Okay. So I have seen a lot and I've been a lot. I have been homeschooling now for a long time. It feels like sometimes forever. And I have seen and experienced a lot. And I feel like in my journey, I have both greatly changed my own expectations, but I've also greatly changed what I view as reality. Because when I started, I thought that reality was one thing, and now I see reality as something else. Now, I cannot see into every single person's home. But I also talk to and work with and see comments from and emails from literally hundreds of thousands of homeschoolers over the years. And I have seen so many people that, that, that feel the same way I do or that are in the same place I am or a season of life that I am that, that makes me believe that the idea and picture we have of what home education looks like is so greatly flawed. It's so greatly flawed. This reality that we are all trying to live up to of, of doing enough or how do you do it all is because of the pictures that you are seeing. And I know that we've heard this all and that's redundant and you guys are like, oh, that's another like, it's not a Pinterest perfect life. Yeah, thank you. We know that. Um, yeah, I know we know that. And yet do we know that? Like seriously, for a second, think about where all of this judgment comes from, where you feel, where does it stem from that you feel you are not doing enough? Because actually that's different for everybody. You might feel like you are not doing enough based on your own experience of being in a public school environment. And because of this public school environment, you feel like doing enough has to mean starting school at 8 a.m. and finishing it too with only slight breaks in between. You might feel like you are not doing enough because you are comparing yourself to your own homeschool experience, which was me, or you're comparing yourself to what your homeschool friends are doing, or you're comparing yourself to what people are doing that you see online. Like there's so many different reasons that you might feel you are not doing enough. You might feel you are doing great. You are doing fantastic. You feel great about your life until somebody else speaks that doubt over you and you start to question. Maybe your husband is questioning, are you doing enough? Maybe you've got your parents or you've got brothers or sisters or siblings or aunts or uncles, other people that are speaking into your life and questioning if you are giving your child exactly what they need. There's a lot of people out there that believe that home education is, it should only be done. They think it's a viable perspective. It's something that is absolutely possible to be done. However, only by somebody who has a bachelor's of arts degrees and is qualified and you, my dear, in their books are not qualified to be teaching your children. I have seen it all. I have experienced it 
all. I have had the judgment. I've had public school experiences that I put on my shoulders and I tell myself it's not enough. I've had the homeschool experiences I put on my shoulders and I tell myself it's not enough. I can't even live up to my mother. I can't live up to the people around me. I can't live up to what I expect of myself. I can't live up to anybody's expectations. Nobody's. If I am basing that I am doing enough and put some great big quotation marks on either side of those, if I am basing that off of how I feel based on what I see and who I am comparing myself to, then I will never measure up. Never. You guys, this is so incredibly key. This is so incredibly paramount. This whole thing of how do I know if I'm doing enough? Hashtag you don't. Hashtag you never will, okay? Because you're you're basing that on, on it's like a flimsy little thing. It's like happiness. It's fleeting. That idea of doing enough, it's changing every second of your life. And you cannot look at that as this arbitrary line, just like we don't want to look at in homeschooling. We talk a lot about, okay, if my kid's falling behind, if you have not listened to those podcast episodes and that's weighing on you, go and check that one out. Because seriously, we, we base this arbitrary line of normal. My kid right now, oh, whoops, is <laughs> supposed to be, maybe we missed the deadline for that, um, finishing a state, well, I say state, see, I am so geared towards United States that I am messed in the head. Okay, a federal test for Canada that basically the entire purpose of is to find out what that arbitrary middle line is. So they take all the kids that are geniuses and they take all the kids that are average, which is probably pretty below, and then they just draw a line in the middle and they say, this is the line of doing enough. All children, if they are below this, are not normal. Actually, no, all children were either below that or above that, and they just drew a line in the middle and said that was normal. Again, it's arbitrary. It's changing every year that they do that test. It's fleeting. It means nothing to who? Who cares? Whether they meet on that on that spectrum of that line, your child is unique. So anyways, okay, see, see, I am absolutely rounding. If you could see my hands right now, they are flying in the wind. One day I'm going to record myself. I'm going to do a video of this while I do the podcast. Anyways, we're going to move on. I have actually touched on one, one point. Okay, I'm going to take a sip of my hot chocolate, guys. And I'm actually not going to edit this out because we're going to just pause for a second and breathe. Ah, <clears throat> I still have my cold. So I'm trying to keep my vocal cords from just completely flatlining on us. Okay, so then you have this idea of these people that look at me and they say, how do you do it all? Rebecca, you are creating curriculum every single month. It's some that, that companies will do one of those, that scope of something in a year, and you are doing one of those a month. You are, are writing Bible curriculum. You are homeschooling your kids. You're a worship leader at your church. You have a wife. You've got five kids. How do you do it all? How do you manage a business? How are you doing all of these things? I just look at you, and I just think you are super mom, and I just wish I was you. This is where I need to add the cricket little sound effect because seriously, seriously, okay? I'm now going to tell you some stories. And before I begin with these stories, I know from experience that um, I am going to have, I actually have a pretty good judgment rate, I feel like. I'm going to have about a 20% is what I estimate judgment rate from the stories I'm going to tell you. About 20% of you are going to seriously question me in every aspect of my life and are going to possibly 
never listen to me again or come and check out anything I do because I'm going to lose all validity in your eyes. However, 80% of you actually follow me because you feel like this is home. There's somebody finally that understands you. And so for these 80%, I'm talking to you. For those 20%, maybe one day, because I've been the person that was like, I will never do that. I mean, we all have, right? And so maybe one day you'll look back and you'll be thankful. This little seed in your mind is like, oh, okay, I'm not, I'm not messing up because Rebecca said that she had a season like this too. And I am going to say season because it makes me feel better, but it's been a long season, you guys. It's been a long season. Okay, let's get into story hour with Rebecca. So what my life is actually like, the real homeschoolers of North America, again, I am not the poster child of homeschool families. Um, I am the poster child of the hit and miss family. So if anybody out there says I'm a hit and misser, that's us. And so let's talk about what that actually looks like. Upstairs in my house right now is a, a mess, like a, a big big mess. Now, I I actually have done some cleaning. Actually, before I came down here, I made myself my hot chocolate and I decided that while the water boiled, I was going to load my dishwasher. Um, so I felt really proud of myself, you guys, for doing that. I actually hit that start button. Woo! Um, but I still have dishes to do from dinner. I still have dinner to put away and it is 10 o'clock at night. It's fine. It's my husband that's eating it and he has a stomach like iron like nothing affects him he's gonna be just fine you guys um so anyways I I have a tendency to what have I done tonight I snuggled my little ones to bed yeah that's right I laid in bed with them and I um watched some some Facebook videos I kind of just watched one but then the recommendations were there and then I just kept scrolling and scrolling and that took an hour. And so then here we are down here right now. So my house is a mess. My schoolroom right now, because I did this massive comparison video, I had just stacks and stacks and stacks of curriculum out that I was showing for this video. So I have like just the floor is messy. The kids' desks are messy. All of the curriculum that I was reviewing is stacked onto their desks. Like there's nowhere to do school right now, you guys. I was taking pictures of their books. So their books, like, where are they? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, the point is, is that the mess alone in my life means that before we can begin anything, we pretty much have to do a good day or two of just getting ourselves organized because I tend to get in this stage. And again, I say it's a season. It's says one day I'm going to have it all together. And the reason I say that is because once upon a time, I did have it all together. I was actually a very organized person. Okay, my first couple years of marriage, no, I was a hot mess because I was pregnant and I was sick and I just took that as a giant excuse and I, I lived my life how I lived it and we're just going to leave that in the past where it belongs. But then I kind of, I got into nesting mode with pregnancy and I had a system. I had a place for everything and everything had its place and I knew what I was doing and I washed my floors on my hands and knees and I just was, I was one of those people. I had a nice house, you guys. It was a night. Anyone could come over at any time. It was like, welcome. Welcome to my humble abode that's sparkling and shiny and so, so clean. But again, I had nothing else to do. I wasn't homeschooling my kids. They were just little babies crawling around. Like it was, it was, it was what I did until I had child number three. 
And child number three was like, there's two hands and three kids. And I was cloth diapering, which was a terrible, terrible mistake. And it just, it just went downhill, you guys. And from there, it turned into four. And from there, it turned into five. All very, very, very close together. And it just kind of turned into a blur of somewhere in there, we started homeschooling. And it just got really, really messy, really, really fast. So I constantly use this analogy that I'm in a season of kind of chaos, but let's be real and say I have been in a season of chaos since um, Caleb, my oldest, was about, let's see, how old is he when Malachi was born? Three years old. Since he was about three years old, I have been in a constant, ever-evolving season of chaos. It's kind of like upstairs in my house right now, I've got fruit flies. Guys, I got a lot of fruit flies and I haven't had these in a couple years, but man, when you get them, you get them. Am I right? And maybe I'm not. Maybe the 20% of you are like, no, you're not right because you don't leave your food and you clean up and you're good. But you guys, well, there's five of them. There's five of them. Like they have an apple. Sure. Have an apple. Then they leave it all over the place. Why are there fruit flies in your room? Why? There's an apple and the little one's giggling away that she threw it on her sister's bed and the sister's angry because there's fruit flies. I'm like, are you kidding me? There's there's fruit flies in my house. And we were researching those today because we were a homeschool family and we were trying to find out um, what the life cycle of these fruit flies was and how long it would take us to kill them. Turns out they live a lot longer than I thought they did. Um, and And so you have this season. Okay, it's like you, you bring all this fruit into your house, it's canning season, you get the big boxes, fruit flies come, and they're just going to hang out for a little while. But then one day, you guys, one day it's snowing, it's winter, and all of a sudden you realize I haven't had fruit flies in a long time, and they're just gone. So I just look at it like it's a season. It feels like it's been a long time that we've lived in chaos, but it's a season, and it's going to pass probably when, um, when my youngest is 18, I figure, is around when it's going to pass. Another sip, guys. This is your reminder. It's getting cold. All right. Story time with Rebecca. The reality is the reason that I tell you guys this stuff is because we are a hit and miss family. I have been dealing with deadlines that are greater and bigger than any I have ever faced in my entire life. I have been dealing with stress and with anxiety and with just a lot of pressure and judgment and and really a ton of negativity as well in a professional sense and and it's just it's been incredibly difficult. It's been incredibly difficult. It's been the most difficult season of my life in the past three or four months since I started Gather Around Homeschool, to be honest. And I have been in total nose to the grindstone, trying to just keep up with everything for for a while. And so we are the hit and miss family of we homeschool when it works for us. And then I have deadlines and I have life and I'm trying to pump out stuff for you guys to homeschool. So then we stop homeschooling so I can help you homeschool, right? It's like really it's a cycle. I help you, you help me. Everyone wins, right? Anyways, we're getting into a better season. I've been going to bed at decent times. It's only, I'm podcasting at 10 o'clock, you guys. Not one. See? Growth. Um, And I've been sleeping and I'm finding more people to help me. 
and I'm even getting a little bit ahead of schedule. So we're coming out, we're going back into doing school now and we'll really zone in and focus in on it. But I tell you these stories, and I know this was a major rabbit trail, but for the people that look at me and say, how do you do it all? It really stems from that same thing. You're seeing some arbitrary picture I post, which by the way, I haven't posted any pictures lately because I don't even have time for that. And assuming about my life that I am rocking in every capacity and I'm not, I'm not. I am professionally pushing out a lot of homeschool curriculum for you guys. I am writing books. I am accomplishing things. I'm invested in my church and I am I am passionate about my marriage. I spend time with my husband. We go on dates. We spend a lot of time talking and sitting in the hot tub and playing with the kids and and so that's where my priority systems are and therefore homeschooling and the house are constantly the things that are at the very bottom of the list and they fall to the wayside. You don't see that. You see the production. You see what I produce. You don't see the things that I'm not producing well. And everybody, every single person out there, you yourself sitting there right now can relate to the fact that there are things in your life you are doing well and excelling at and there are things in your life that could be improved upon. You cannot do everything well all the time. You cannot. So what we do is we balance, we choose for today what the priority is, and we do our best. That's it. How do you know if you're doing enough? You stop looking around you, you put horse blinders on your head, and you look ahead. You look straight in front of you at the path that is in front of you. You don't listen to the judgment. You don't listen to what people say. You focus forward. Part of the reason that we feel so incredibly overwhelmed that we're constantly wearing this weight of am I doing enough is because we are carrying so much anxiousness from judgment and comparison, which we talked about, but we are dealing with with judgment and comparison judgment and comparison in in our life as a mom, our life as a homeschooler, our our life as a wife, our life in our Christian walk. And there's always people, always people that are going to be judging one or more aspects of your life, telling you what you should improve, what you should do. But the reality is nobody can tell you that. Nobody can tell you that. Another story time. My kids a kid, a child that shall remain nameless. Um, Well, all my kids, actually. Let's just be real. (sighs) We're a very passionate family. And we passionately are exuberant and silly and goofy and sing silly songs and dance around and are just incredibly silly. But we also, we also get mad sometimes, okay? We get frustrated with one another. And so my kids specifically are either really, really, really happy or they are sometimes yelling and fighting, okay? This is a real life thing in our households. And so when I talk to my kids about anger, they're sitting there, they're angry at their sibling. And I'm, I, you know, you sit down with your kids, you guys can relate to this, and you tell your kids you have to let this anger go. Well, you and I both know, and maybe not, maybe you don't struggle with anger to the same capacity I do. I definitely do. When I feel out of control, then my default when I feel anxious is angry. Fight or flight, I'm the fight. I'm like, Psh, I'm in, right? And so I I totally can relate to this with my kids. And so it's very easy for me to have this discussion with them is, okay, you're feeling angry and you feel like it's justified and you are willing to die on this mountain of your anger and, and, and how justified you are feel this way and how wronged you were but the reality is is that you have to let this go 
before you can even deal with the subject at hand, before you can even deal with the issue in front of you, you have to lay down the anger you are holding. However, that's really hard to do. It's incredibly hard to do. Anger actually feels good. And for those of us who struggle with it because of anxiousness, then that anxiety is actually a defense mechanism. We feel angry because it is how we are defending ourselves from just dissolving into a puddle of tears because the house is messy and it's always messy and we're trying to leave the house and we can't find anything. And so we're either going to cry or we're going to yell and just yelling just it just feels a little bit safer sometimes. Okay. So, I mean, I deal with it. My kids deal with it. The world deals with it. Human nature, a little, little psychology with Rebecca 101. Okay. So I talk with my kids about this and I say, I know that you want to hold on to it, but until you're willing to let go of it, we can't even move forward. We can't have a discussion. We can't fix it because you're still so angry at them and you have to first let that go before we can move on. The idea of you doing enough The anxiousness that you feel is that, is the same thing. It's the same thing. There is nobody that can fix that for you. I wish I could. I wish I could tell you, get my curriculum. (laughs) A little plug in there for gatheroundhomeschool.com. And I do think, by the way, it would help. But anyways, okay, pushing that aside, okay. I... I can't tell you that this one thing is going to fix it for your family. I can't tell you exactly what you need to fix or change. I I did this thing a while back. I think I posted it actually locally, which I just thought would be so fun. I wanted to do Super Nanny for homeschoolers. I wanted to like do a YouTube video series where I went into people's homes and they told me all their problems with homeschooling and I told them all my solutions and then you know I came back and and saw how it was doing for them and it was just it was going to be so much fun and really like I would watch that absolutely where's that on tv okay and people would watch that they'd be fascinated what's happening inside the world of homeschooling I think it should happen but anyways the reality is is that you look at that and you, even with Super Nanny, you guys, even with any of these things, these reality shows that we see where people come in and they fix it for a season. It's like dog training is the same idea. You can get somebody to train your dog, but unless you are going to be consistent with it, you are the one that is doing the follow through, then it's not going to stick. So it's the same thing with this. This anxiety to feel that you are not doing enough or are you doing enough or you're looking at everybody else and determining what that line of enough is taking on everybody's judgment taking on everybody's opinions taking on that comparison trap the only person that can change that is you you're the only person you have to literally choose to lay it down and this is not something that you just do once and it's done FYI, okay, if you're someone like me that's an intense personality that, like I said, I struggle with anxiety, I get overwhelmed all the time, and my default is to get mad about it. Well, every single day that I feel a little angry inside that the kids left their jacket (laughs) there for the fifth time that day, okay, every single time I have to tell myself, I have to make that decision to lay it 
down, to take a deep breath. It's the same thing with this idea. You are always going to be faced with outside people telling you it's not enough. You will always face judgment. You will always face comparison. You will always face this question. And the enemy is going to bring this to you on an ongoing basis because he wants to destroy you, your homeschool, your family. He's very, very, very invested and interested in homeschool Christian families. FYI, if you didn't know, your home is a battlefield because he does not want strong Christian families being raised in the ways of God. That's not that's not on his schedule, okay? So he is constantly going to be coming at you with this. You're not doing enough. You're a failure. Your kids will be better off at school. Look at that person. They're doing better than you. You're failing. You're failing. You're failing. That's him. That's his voice. Condemnation. That's his voice. That's what he sounds like. So every time you hear it, you take the thought captive. You get it out of your head. You speak the truth over yourself. You say that's not true. I am doing what I'm called to do. I will walk in this. I have strength because God will give me the strength for what I need to do today. And you focus on what is in front of you. You do the Paul thing and you run the race set before you. You guys, this is so passionately on my heart. I am telling you this, and, and I so many people, I've heard this so many times, you can't talk about something until you've mastered it. Well, that's a bunch of baloney, because let me tell you, there's no one out there that's mastered anything, because human nature is we all fall and we all fail. I have not mastered this. I do very well 98% of the time, and then 2% of the time, I'm in a puddle of tears, crying and saying I'm an utter failure, okay? I have my days. Ask my kids. I have my days. But I'm telling you that I I do walk in victory more than I walk in the lack thereof because this is one area that I refuse to let him win in. I know what I'm called to do. I know the voice of God and I know the voice of the enemy and condemnation and I will not take that. I take it in other areas of my life. I will admit to that. I have not mastered taking my thoughts captive with everything. Absolutely not. But when it comes to what I know God has called me to do, this business, gather around homeschool, my kids, my family, my marriage, homeschooling my kids then I will walk with confidence. And when people make me question if I'm doing enough, I will say, I don't care. I will rebuke it. I will get it out of my head. I will lay it down. I will lay down the pressure and the expectation and the anxiety. If I need to, I will take a complete break from school. What is putting that on your shoulders? If it's people, find new friends. If it's if it's people that you're stuck with, if it's your family, then lay down some groundwork and some boundaries. Listen, you can't do this. You can't constantly question my decision in front of me, in front of my kids. If, if it is making you feel this way because of your own experiences, dig a little deeper. Do some research on public school and, 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 and the, you know, what's happening these days and, and convince yourself. Give yourself some arsenal. Pray about it. Ask God what he has to say about it. You need to find some actual tools that you can use to help you get over these thoughts or these feelings of this anxiousness that you have. If you are comparing yourself to somebody else, and then seriously, you look at that comparison and you say, what am I doing? I shouldn't be comparing. If you need to take a break from social media, take a break from social media. You have to focus on what you are called to do. Focus on your kids who are different than my kids. Focus on your path, which is different than my path. 
So I hope this was encouraging. I don't know who this was for today, but I felt like it was for someone and I felt like it just needed to be refreshed. I know I have talked about this before, but for anybody looking at me as as the the line for them, that I just feel like I need to almost repent of that because honestly, you guys, well, anyways, I could tell you so many more stories, but you'll see if you look at my life at all closely that I am not the poster child for home education. I am not the poster child for this. I fail more than I succeed. I do. That's real life when it comes to homeschooling my kids. But I have so much confidence in what I'm doing. And the reason is, is because I have, I have dug, I've asked these questions. I've gone through the doubt. I have, I've fought these battles so many times. And I feel like at the end of the day, God has told me that I am supposed to homeschool my kids. And even Even so much as the most important thing is not a GPA for me. I had to come to this place of why am I doing this? What is the most important thing? I've been called to this, then what's my why? What can I hold on to when I'm at the end of my rope? And I am so convinced that what I'm doing is right, even when I don't homeschool. Because I know that my why behind this is really their character and their relationship with God raising them in his ways, in the way they should go. One day when they want to get into whatever college or university or trades program, they can do whatever they need to do to get there. And I hope by that point, I'm actually fairly confident that we are going to be just fine as far as their education goes, because we do what we do. And I think that we're pretty well on track. But the reality is, is that even if we weren't I know that if I raise kids who are confident, who know who they are in in Christ and who are passionate about him and have a real relationship with him that will tether them through, who, who have the tenacity to do what they set out to do, I have the confidence that that is my, that is my goal. That's what I'm called to do. Other things will fall into place. And even if I fail, even if I fail at math, in teaching my kids and getting them to where they need to be, that I am still walking in the path that God has called me to walk in. So find your why. Figure out why you're doing this. What is your most important thing? And every time you question and you doubt, you hold onto that. You remind yourself of that. You look at your kids and you say, look at their character. How would I deal with their character if they were at school right now? When they come home at four o'clock, tired, exhausted, we eat dinner together. It's getting ready for bed and homework. And we don't have the time to really even deal with any of this stuff, let alone do damage control for what they're picking up. See, for me, when I look at those kind of things, I know what would happen if my kids were in school. I know what would happen. And I know that God is bigger and he would be faithful to them, but I know that he is asked me to do this and that there are so many benefits. So every time I doubt, I tether myself to those things. Anyway, see, I'm going off again. I'm going to wrap it up and let you guys go, but I just wanted to share my thoughts, my heart behind this. And hopefully someone out there needed to hear that. You can go to homeschoolon.com and find this podcast episode in my menu. There's podcasts and you'll find the most recent one and I will write a little bit and like I promised, I will share my random little note 
um, that I did so you can see what my organized brain looks like. It'll give you a little glimpse into my life in general. I'm one of those creative types that's like has pop and chips on my desk right now and ibuprofen and cards and oh look a measuring tape. I mean I'm one of those messy messy creative types okay so it'll give you a glimpse into my brain and I hope that this encourages you and if you are looking for curriculum that can simplify your life and take you from being that human ping pong ball of you know five different subjects for five different kids and wanting to just do one thing that's actually going to give you that deep education where you can follow those rabbit trails and and still have something to show from it and teach your kids how to independently learn and find the passion and joy and love of learning and all of those great things then seriously go check out my new project which is gatheroundhomeschool.com and there are three free samples right now space asia and um the first one which is North American birds we have Europe and we have oceans coming up next space is going to be released coming up this week so the full unit is available and we're gonna have a cursive writing handbook there's so many great and exciting things that are coming up with that so you can find all the more recent things I'm working on in that realm over at gatheroundhomeschool.com and just a side note if anyone has been wanting a signed copy of more than words Bible curriculum um, you can get it way cheaper on pretty much anywhere I'm just totally honest I had to pay duty I had to pay uh, um, in US and then transfer that over and huge shipping costs to get them over to me so I can match most Canadian suppliers but in the US is cheaper to get it in the US okay but um, if you do want a signed copy I if you give me your kids names then I would love to just write a blessing over them and just pray for them and um, so anyways that's also available gatheroundhomeschool.com you can get a signed copy of my book Books. and otherwise have an amazing week this week and be encouraged and if you want to send me your story I cannot possibly respond to every single message but I do read your messages and I would love to hear from you my email is Rebecca at homeschoolon.com and keep calm and homeschool on you guys got this